Week 22 of the Food and Book Show with Antoine Lewis and if I may call it this, 22 weeks of bliss. How are you doing? Last show of the year 2021, buddy, Antoine Lewis. <laughs> oh, looking good, looking good, waiting for 2022. Hopefully it will be a much better year than the last two years gone by. Uh, fingers crossed, buddy. Last review of the year, a book on an app that became not just a technological unicorn, but a cultural phenomenon and a political tool as well. We're talking about TikTok, right? That's right, Rishi. Uh, TikTok is not just an app anymore. Uh, with over 2 billion downloads, it's one of the most powerful cultural tools in existence. So while searching for any other non-fiction books on the subject, all I could find were lists of the books that made popular by the app. <laughs> and there have been many memes by American TikTokers on the challenges of explaining to income tax officials how their primary source of income came from being a TikTok influencer. <laughs> so, uh, bizarre stuff. But Matthew Brennan's book, uh, Attention Factory, the story of TikTok and China's ByteDance, is a business history and a profile of the founder Zhang Yimin and ByteDance, the global company he built. So published in October 2020, this is Brennan's first book, uh, but he's been focused on decoding the mysteries of the Chinese mobile internet technology and innovation. Uh, his opinions have been widely quoted and featured across global media, including Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, Econ Economist, BBC, etc. He's also co-host of the China Tech Talk podcast, which is produced together with China's largest English language tech media, TechNode and TechCrunch China. Oh, he's prolific. Now, listen, surely a company like TikTok, considering the impact it has made, would have been covered extensively in the media, like you mentioned. So what is new or special in this book? Well, there have been a lot of articles on ByteDance, TikTok, and Yiming, as Brennan does refer to uh, many of them, and but there don't seem to be any other book on the subjects. Now, reading Attention Factory, you get the sense that if you were at a party with Yiming, he's so low-key you wouldn't even notice him. You know, as far as he's concerned, all the answers lie in algorithms, whether it's finding the right university, a new house, or even a wife. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see what my wife thinks of that one. <laughs> <laughs> really, and you know, one of the reasons why competing companies, even those the size of Facebook, have not been able to take uh, take down TikTok, is because of the powerful back end superstructure. And the book is also a fascinating glimpse into the world of Chinese tech, whether it's click farms where millions of mobile phones are programmed to automatically generate likes, the challenges of attracting talent and investment or generational preferences for certain kinds of apps. But what I also found interesting is the history of TikTok with regards to other apps and the physical development of hardware that allowed it to gain traction. So I never heard of the original French music video sharing app called Mindy. It's Chinese clone musical.ly, which inspired TikTok and was finally acquired by it. So Attention Factory paints a very detailed picture of the people, the technology, and the circumstances that transformed TikTok into a global phenomenon. Buddy, food and beverage trends in 2021, since this is the last uh, gig of the year for us. 2020 will probably go down in history as one of the worst years for the food and beverage and travel industry, but it did lead to a lot of innovation and the emergence of new concepts. How do you think 2021 fared in comparison, Antoine? 
You know, I feel a bit ominous going into 2022. Uh, this time last year, we were feeling very positive. We thought the worst was behind us and the laxity resulted in a deadly second wave. Omicron is keeping us on our toes, but there's still a lot of laissez-faire in the way we follow rules. Restaurants are very clearly not following the 50% rule. And while I'm uncomfortable with the latitude, I can't exactly blame them. This was a season they were looking to make up for losses. Now, most of the restaurants or businesses that were teetering perished in the last quarter of 2020 or by the first quarter of 2021. For bigger chains, this has been a year of consolidation and protecting their investments. Unprofitable outlets have been shut down. Operational kitchens and teams are being used to support delivery brands as well as in-house dining. Delivery, which was a knee-jerk reaction in 2020, has now matured with both established and new players offering a much better thought-out, better curated, better packaged product. Are you are you bullish about home cooking? Were any specific dishes trending through 2021? You know, I think the biggest influence of home cooking has been TikTok through Instagram Reels. Whatever was po- popular on the platform was what people wanted to experiment with at home. Uh, I think the feta cheese and pasta one-pot dish was one example. Uh, Trick cakes that had been shaped and iced to resemble real objects like shoes or books and bags uh, was another big thing. Uh, Plant-based meats continue to take off. Uh, Beyond Meat released its plant-based burger in India. I tried it. Very, very good, but incredibly expensive. Uh, Janelia and Ritesh Deshmukh launched uh, Imagine Meats, which offers a very good plant-based chicken Afghani biryani, mutton sea kebabs, chicken nuggets, burger patties. I also spoke about Wakao that offers mock meat from jackfruit. They launched in 2020, but I'm now seeing their products on restaurant menus and modern, modern retail. Tempeh, which is made from fermented soybeans, is another product introduced to Indian consumers. Interesting. Uh, Let's move to beverages. Has there been a lot of change in the market this year in terms of beverages, Antoine? Well, in the non-alcoholic space, it's been mostly about coffee and the market has opened up even more to new boutique players. There's a great range of non-shikari-based coffees on shelves right now. But the most interesting development has been with Indian spirits and specifically gin and rum. We've had several new gin producers and about three rums being launched this year. I believe going forward, we'll see a renaissance with just these two products. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Please do read his writing. It's at AntoineLewis.com, www.AntoineLewis.com. Buddy, a very, very happy new year to you and all the listeners uh, up ahead. And I look forward to meeting you bright and fresh on episode one of year 2022. You too, Rishi. Wishing you and the family and everyone listening a very happy new year too.